Amen. Tell you what, I, I, he's not African American, by the way. Just to let you know that. We don't. We need to get a color printer back there working. I got a couple of them. Hopefully, we can do it. Take your Bibles. Go to. Uh, that's because we're not doing our job correctly. I, I don't know where in the Bible where it said you had to have color printers, but I guess you should, or mission letters or anything. Well, Paul had mission letters. Everything we're going to read. First Timothy. I think it's Second Timothy, by the way. Well, glad y'all are here tonight. It's it, it a blessing to be in church on a, on a Wednesday night. I tell you what, it'll keep you out of trouble. I found out a long time ago, and, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a couple things. When's last Wednesday night I talked about idleness? Idleness is the devil's workshop. Uh, it'll, it'll get you messed up. It'll mess you up more and more every day if you don't watch out. Uh, it, you need to find something to do to keep you busy. The best thing you could ever do uh, is, is find a job. Uh, get busy. Uh, it's actually First Timothy, excuse me. First Timothy chapter four. Actually, First Timothy chapter five. Come back Sunday. We'll do this all over again. <laughs> idleness, 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 idleness is a danger uh, in your life. Uh, I think the Lord. I thank the Lord more and more every day. I mean, He's kept me so busy in most of my life that. Uh, I haven't had time to do much of anything. I know that when I am idle, I, my mind starts wandering, and when it starts wandering, I start thinking about things I shouldn't think. Uh, idleness will get you in trouble more than you will ever believe, uh, so you need to go out and work. Work is not just to make money so you can make a lot of, of money and buy all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, work is, is there to keep you busy so you don't get into trouble. Uh, and, the, and the best thing you could ever do, I mean, I'd work 70, 80 hours a week. I used to fall down. I'd work so much. Uh, on a ship, I worked. That they always told us. I had an old senior chief. Uh, sailors belong on ships. Ships belong at sea. And your wife didn't come in your sea bag. Hey, that means uh, you're ours 24 hours a day. And that's what it was underway. We slept. Uh, I slept and ate and worked, and that's all I did. And and I sleep different hours during the day. Uh, lunchtime, we'd sleep between uh, 11 and and one. Get up about 12:45. Go eat chow. Work till 8 or 9 o'clock, sleep a couple hours, get up and work till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, get a couple more hours of sleep, and just do it all over again. And you do that for six months. Now, you ought to see the engineers. The engineers, they just look wore out, man. They're, they're flat wore they're, they're down in areas where it's 120 degrees in, in the shade, as you would say. Uh, the cool spot in where they used to work at on the Ponce was 120 degrees. When they stepped out from under the fans, that was drawing air right from the outside. But by the time it got down to them, it was 120 degrees. When they stepped out, they did go up to 125, 30, 35, 40 degrees in a heartbeat. They had a three-hour stay time down in the engineering spaces. That was it. They are in and out in three hours. Uh, and that's standing underneath those 120 degrees, roasting for a while. You know what that'll do for you? What it'll do is it'll keep you out of trouble. Uh, you ever see old people working? You know why they still work? Well, first of all, they need money because our government's taking it all. But, but they do that to keep themselves out of trouble, keep them busy. Otherwise, you sit there idle. Mind is the devil's workshop. You sit there long. You just sit there idle, and all of a sudden, you start thinking, and you start thinking about everybody else, which you should never be thinking. First Timothy, First Timothy, chapter five. Go to verse one. I'm going to read three verses, then I'm going to jump over to verse, uh, verse something else. Uh, rebuke not an elder, uh, but entreat him rather, uh, as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, the younger, uh, younger as sisters with all purity. Honor widows that are widows indeed. And that's a, that's a very good set of passages right there. Uh, but go to verse 11. But the younger widows refuse, for when they have 
begun to, to wax and wanton against Christ, they will marry, having damnation because they have cast off their, their first faith. And with all, they learn to be idle. Idle. We talked about idleness Wednesday night, last Wednesday night. Idleness is the devil's workshop. Now, I'm going to tell you what most people do. They'll look at this right here and say, oh, he's talking about widows. No, he's actually talking about everybody. He's just using widows as an example. And what most people will do is say, well, see, it's all about widows. It ain't about me, so I'm not a widow. So no, no, it's about you too. Watch this. It's about us all. He says, but the younger widows refuse for when they have begun, verse 11, uh, begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry, having damnation, against, uh, uh, having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. Uh, and withal, uh, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers, tattlers, and also busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully, for some are already turned aside after Satan. If any man or woman that believeth have widows, let them uh, relieve them, and let, uh, let not the church be charged, uh, that it may relieve them that are widows indeed. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Thank you for letting us be in church. Uh, Lord, there's no better place to be than right here tonight. I, I, I think it keeps us out of trouble, keeps me uh, moving down the road. Lord, thank you for everything in my life that keeps me busy. Uh, Lord, I, I don't have time to worry about a lot of stuff. And, and Lord, so many people are worried about this or worried about that. Uh, Lord, I just really don't care about none of that stuff. I don't have time to worry about it. I, I go from moment to moment. Again, thank you for all your blessings tonight, Lord. Uh, bless us. Help us just, uh, you know, keep us busy. Uh, Lord, help us to find things to keep us busy during the day. And, and uh, Lord... Uh, wear us out so when we go to sleep at night that's exactly we close our i like that verse over now lay me down to sleep uh, psalms two two psalms here at the very beginning lord it, uh, you watch over us as we sleep lord and you take care of us and uh, sleep is sweet to those lord that uh, their mind is just rested on thee uh, bless us tonight we'll praise you in jesus name amen uh, it's an interesting passage that you're reading here and it's about it starts off the context is widows i got that rebuke not an elder but entreat him rather uh i, I recently we've had some issues and and it's not just me i've heard other people have some issues too where people think oh well hey uh, you're just a person and that's not necessarily true uh, i'm not trying to puff up me or anybody else but I'm telling you, brethren, if you're, if you're doing anything for the Lord or you're trying to do, uh, we send guys to the jails and they'll go in there and they'll do stuff in the jail and, and these guys will come out. And those guys are elders as far as the jail, jails people. The reason they aren't uh, where these other people are is they're in jail. Duh. You ought to stop and think about that sometimes. Uh, the reason you're not where you think you should be is because you haven't got there yet or you haven't done what you need to do to get there. A lot of people have done what they have done. And, and when he sits right here, he says, rebuke not an elder. He's giving you a, a, an idea. You know what the, the church is a great saying? I'm telling you, if the church isn't important in your life, you're going to have a problem. Because if you're going to, our government, oh. I mean, this thing with Trump, uh, I'm not, a, I don't really care. I do care, but I don't care. But. I like, what I like more than anything else is you throw that off the side, but you listen to some of the other radio stations and even the liberal ones. They're saying this was a politically moved, motivated thing. And I'm like, brother, we're at a place in this world right now where the, the Constitution of the United States is a moral document. That's all that is. It was something written down and says we will live by this document. Well, brother, if you don't live by that document, it doesn't mean a thing to anybody. 
our laws and everything are enforced by that document. But if you put people in place, I think the governor down in Florida did an excellent job. He fired one of them suckers. I, I was always questioning, why don't you just fire them, man? I mean, you got a prosecuting attorney who will not prosecute, or you got a district attorney that will not prosecute people who break the law. Then fire him. Oh, you can't do that because, no, we were elected. I don't care if he's elected or not. Fire him. Get him out of there. Why? Because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. It's a moral document. You know what your Bible is? It's a moral document that's sitting in front of you. However, you, it's got a backing from God and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. This thing right here is telling you, hey, I'm putting some people in charge or in line to help you out. I thank God for people who's helped me. Man, I can name them off. I can start... Dr. Jack Hiles helped me more than just about anybody in that day and time. I was sitting there when I heard my uncle, uh, Rolf, when I got saved, I had nobody to go to. I didn't know who to go to. I just said, hey, man, wait a second. I was Roman Catholic. I, I mean, I've been to all those schools and everything else. I never once, not once, not once, thought about going to see a priest after I got saved. I never said, well, let me go. I wonder what the priest will say. Dr. Rome will tell you he'll go sit with the priest, and the priest had a big old cigar. He said he looked like Satan, man, as he's sitting there talking to him, puffing on a big old cigar, and it's, it's night and dark in the room, and his face was all glowing, and, and he didn't know no better. I mean, he was just listening to the guy, and the guy was telling him what to do, uh, and it didn't work, so he, he finally learned that out. But I never thought about that. The first thing I did is went to find Rolf Dorsey, and I said, Rolf, what does this mean? What does this mean? What, what? And then once something happened, I didn't know what happened. I went and talked to him, and he said, Mike, you got saved. I didn't even know what I did. But he told me exactly what it did and put the words in my life and the verbiage in my life. You know what I did? I trust him. You know what he also did? He put a Bible in my hand that was a New American Standard that wasn't the Word of God. I'll never take away from him what he did for me, though. In a time where I needed something, he was there to help me. You know what God will do sometimes? He'll put people in your life to help you, and there's other people that will still try to steal from you. Now watch this. He says, uh, rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers. You know what God done? He's put some ladies in here that will show you how to be ladies. I, I joke about my wife working all the time. She wears me out. My mom, my mom said that. My mom told me that the other day. She goes, Mike, Beth works more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Beth goes over there. My mom's sitting there. She, she, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do stubborn as a mule, man. That's the old Kentucky thing. By the way, every doctor in, in Ohio is stupid compared to those doctors in Kentucky because only Kentucky doctors really know. I don't trust nobody up here, only those in Kentucky. I'm like, I said, hey, our doctors actually went to school up here. Okay, that, they actually went to school. And, and so Beth will go over there and, and they'll come in and try to get her to do something. She won't do it. Beth will go over and say, let's go walk. And she'll walk 100 miles with Beth. And, and she goes, that girl works. She does all of her laundry. She does this, she does that, she does this, she does this. And then she comes home and tries to take care of me, which she's doing a lousy job at that. Y'all pray for her. Uh, she's so busy taking care of everything else. And then at the house, she's working around clock. And here she, and she does the same thing here. You know what that does? That keeps you out of trouble. The more you do, you say, well, like, explain to me why in America do we have to work five days a week, kill ourselves, so we can get in trouble on the weekends. That's all we do. You take your time off to go get trouble. And, and you do that. He says, elders. He said, rebuke not an elder, but entreat. You know what you got to do? Uh, verse 19. Go down to 19 real quick. I'll jump to the end of this thing and then move back in the middle. Against an elder, receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. That's Bible. Hey, we mess up. Got it. 
you should have two or three witnesses. If somebody's going to come up and say something, it should be in, in an order that is right, and it should be two or three witnesses. You know what God just did? He gave you an order of a way to keep yourself out of trouble. Matter of fact, the best thing is to do is just shut up and let the Lord deal with it. Don't you think if that's his person that he'll deal with it? But a lot of people don't do that. They get offended and they get upset. I've watched this over 43 years. I've watched people do this exact same thing. And it all boils down to idleness. Idleness. Uh, you know what you need is a job that keeps you busy all day long. I mean busy. Uh, I hate jobs that don't get me busy. I just, uh, I, I was over, uh, we're putting in security cameras around here. And uh, I had been putting it off for a couple years. And there was a good reason why I was putting it off for a couple years. Because the amount of brains that it takes to do that, uh, you could go out and buy a system and just put it up and that's fine. But if what we have, we already have all the pieces. But to do it, you have to do it. Well, a guy gave me this server a while back. It's a DVR server, DVD server, or DVR. Uh, it's for cameras. Uh, I didn't think much about it. You know, I, I had it on the desk. It was, it was at the table at the kitchen at the house. Beth kept telling me to get it off. And I, I powered it up. It looks like a PC, kind of like a PC, but it's not. And I went out, and uh, a used one is 2800 bucks. I thought, whoa, man, this thing's pretty good. 32 terabytes, 36 terabytes worth of hard drive space. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, that's exactly what we need here at church. Every camera in the whole wide world we got here, we can go right into that box. We can record 32 terabytes worth of data. That means if you breathe, we're going to catch it. We're going to watch everything. No, I'm serious. But, I mean, the parking lots, everything else. Got all the cameras back there. You know what I'm going to have to do? Spend hour after hour after hour after hour after hour after hour trying to figure out that, how to make that thing work so I can get David to do it back there. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I was thanking the Lord. I said, you know what that does? That keeps me out of trouble. I now have something to do that once we got the air conditioner system all in back there and everybody's kind of happy with that, now I can tweak that, but I got another project to go in behind that. You say, what is it? It keeps you out of trouble. You know why he said get a bunch of deacons? So that you can keep your deacons out of trouble, let them take care of everything, and give yourself to prayer and reading the word. Prayer and fasting. You know what that does? Keeps you out of trouble. You know what idleness is? Idleness is something that gives you time to get into trouble. Everybody that ever got into trouble got into trouble because they were idle. They did not get into trouble. They had time to think, well, you know, if Robin Hood did it, rob from the rich and give to the poor. How can I get it from the rich? I had a guy tell me that one time. I'm Christian. I mean, if I mention his name, y'all know who he was. He, he told me, he goes, it's like, it's like leaving Egypt. And, and we just get whatever we want from them. And he, he looked at the lost people as the Egyptians, and we could just take anything from them, and it's okay. I said, that's stealing. I don't know, about, but that's called stealing. That's what the Lord, thou shalt not steal. He didn't say from only these people. You cannot steal. Idleness. You know what idleness do? It'll get, you should never rebuke an elder. There's things in your life that you should initially put down in your life in order. And say, who, who is what? I saw him, Brother Joe, and he had, he had some issues going on the other day. And, and we were sitting there talking, and all it was was, was somebody not respecting. I mean, I'll tell you all something right now. That guy right there does more in this church than I do, practically. And people that do not respect that, all the problem is, is you got too much time on your hand. And you think you're equal to, or, but you're not. I watched him sit in front of, uh, we could have ordained him. I'm going to talk about him for a few minutes here. We could have ordained him in this church. I could have got a group of guys together. We could have ordained him. 
It would not have carried, to me, it would not have carried the, the, uh, the gravity of what he was getting ready to do as having Dr. Peacock down there do it down there in the school. He, he finished up his bachelor's degree there. I thought, hey, that's where he ought to get ordained. I called Dr. Peacock. He said, sure, let's do it. And they did it. He answered every question just like that. One right I said, on the board. I watched it. I mean, I didn't do that. I'll be honest with you. I didn't do that. He did. You know, a lot of people, oh, he's just Job. Don't be a moron. Can you do that? If I put you in, in front of ten, five or ten teachers that know the word of God and they start pounding you with questions, can you give me verses one right after the other to solve that problem? He did. You know what they all told me? They said, brother, we haven't seen anybody do that in a long time, if ever. You know what that is? He's an elder to you. God's give you somebody to help you that can give you some answers. He has the ability. Now, is he young? Yeah, is he young? Is he, is he going to make mistakes just like I do? Sure, we all do. If you want to look at armor and poke holes in anybody's armor, that's easy to do. But if you want to look, God says, rebuke not an elder. You know what he's telling us? Not just widows. Now, the context is widows. But it's not just about widows. He's telling us, he goes, look, I put people in your lives. You know what Paul is? He's a person in your life. He gave you a, a man that wrote 13 New Testament books that 14 count Hebrews, but it opens up the entire Old Testament to you. And what people want, don't want to do is spend the time to learn that book. That book will keep you from your sin or sin will keep you from that book. So I'm going to say this. If you're not reading your Bible, you're dwelling and you're, you're filling with sin. I already know what you're doing. Why? Because that book will keep you from that. You know why? Because uh, the Lord had me set up a Bible program, so I have to give X amount of time. And... Really, I'm realizing that the time I give probably isn't enough. I probably need more. Uh, or I need to sit down at my desk, and uh, as uh, one of the old preachers said, he says, you need to have seat time. Uh, then we've got a couple guys uh, getting ready to start the school down there, and what they're going to find out is it takes a lot of seat time. Uh, Tim, Tim back here, I watched him. He did it in two years, and there's people aiming at his record, trying to break his record. It's not a record to break, by the way. Uh, but he took time out of his life, and he's de very dedicated in the timing, and his life is super structured. If you know anything about Tim, I mean, uh, he, he walks by, he drinks his coffee, he does this, he eats his cracker, he does this, he gets in his car, he does this, he, he does this arm first. He does, I, I'm just joking about all that, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what he does in the shower. Uh, but, <laughs> but, I mean, but, but he, he dedicated some time to it, and he kept that thing up, and he was diligent in what he was doing all the way through there, and you know what he did? He didn't have time to get in trouble. And he did a three-year course in two years. And some people do that three-year course, and thank God they do it in ten or five or seven and pay extra money to do it. Did they give you a discount because you did it in two? That's a ripoff, man. I mean, they should have gave you some money back. I mean, something anyways. So anyways, rebuke not an elder, and if you're going to rebuke an elder, which you can, the, the way to do that is you have two or three witnesses. If you don't have two or three witnesses, God's telling you right there that's not right, and that whoever's doing that is wrong. It's easy to do. You say, what's that all about? Go to verse 10, verse 13. And with all, they learn to be idle. Idle is learning to be, you know, that's a learned trait, Idleness, you have to learn to be idle. I like my dad. My dad always got me up at uh, old dark 30, and I, it was early in the morning. I like sleeping. I love sleeping. Sleeping is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. 
I know when I go to sleep, I forget everything. I mean, I just zone out. I don't dream a whole lot. I just, I just zone out. I'm gone. Uh, when I'm ready to wake up, sometimes it's 15, 20 minutes, boom, I'm back up and I'm ready to go. But for that little bit of time that I'm out, I mean, I'm out. I'm gone. Uh, the only thing I hear is Beth. Phone rings. I ain't waking him up. He's resting. Leave him alone. I can hear her when I'm sleeping. She's worse than my alarm clock. Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing that will wake me up is her. But I'm telling you, brethren, you, you got to sit there. My dad would wake me up, and he'd work me all day long. And we wouldn't go to McDonald's, and we wouldn't go to Arby's, and we wouldn't. No, he'd go to some little stupid country store and get a slice of bologna. I hated bologna, man. I couldn't stand bologna, and I hate cheese. I hate macaroni and cheese. If you ever invite me over your house, don't give me macaroni and cheese. I hate it. Why? Because my dad, that's all he cared about, cheese and bologna and a slice of bread. Well, that's where he was raised at, but you know what he did? He worked me all day long. I never thought nothing about carrying pipe on both shoulders. I thought when they came out with plastic, man, I mean, heaven, the rapture occurred. Uh, I'm used to soil pipe. Four-inch soil pipe, this stuff weighs a ton, man, a 10-foot section of that stuff. And I used to walk away with two of them. I might, you say, I don't believe that. I did. I would go down through there with two of them. didn't carry them too far. But I could stack them up, put them on my shoulders, walk down there, drop them along. That's what we put in ditches all day long. Gravel. I mean, my favorite tool was a potato hoe. It wasn't to get potatoes out, man. You know what a potato rake is? It's got these four big prong things sticking down like this. And they're about this long, about a foot long. And you got a big handle on it. He never even bought me gloves. You know, he didn't make me use my hands. That's how you get calluses all over your hands. You work all day long, and when you get at home at night, you know what you are? You're so tired, you go to bed. You don't get in trouble. You can't get in trouble because there ain't no place to get in trouble. You know when I got in trouble is when I started getting idle. And all of a sudden, I started realizing, man, it, in life, you got a family. You know what will keep you busy? Taking care of that family. Guys, you want a wife? Young people, you ought to listen to this. You want a wife? There's a lot more responsibility to that than just getting a woman. And number, number two, you don't come to church to get a woman. I never found one in any church I ever went to. They were already all taken. <laughs> Most of them never were there when, when they found their husbands either. They found them at some other place, some other church somewhere else. The church you come to, you come to hear the word of God. Now, if God works it out and you happen to find somebody there, that's a blessing. I did find my wife in a church. I did not find her in a bar, okay? She did not find me in a bar. She found me in a church, her church. And I'm sitting there going, okay, Lord, but that was 12 hours from where I was at. And the Lord knew exactly where I needed to be. You don't come here to, you know what people do? They come, ulterior motive. What's your motive? To come to church. He was telling me about a problem the other day, and Brother Joe was, and, and the motive is carnal, totally carnal. No matter how you look at it. And you listen to people, and you'll hear their motives, and their motives is carnal. And when you hear the word carnal, it's, it's like it's a flesh side to it. And, it and, and all of a sudden you say, how did it end there? Idleness. Idleness will get you in trouble. You'll get in trouble. I like, I like uh, Sandy. I was just thinking about Sandy. She's sitting there smiling, man. I don't know why she's smiling. She's happy all the time. She came here, and she looked at me for a while, and she goes, is there anything I can do? Can I take care of the books? I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, can you take care of books? I found out she was, uh, worked in a business, a big, in, in industry, and that's what she did for her whole life. And now she wants to take care. You know what that does? It keeps her busy. Irritates me to no end, but it keeps her busy all day long. Where is this? Where is that? Not all day long, but I know she's probably thinking about that all day long. Where is this? Where is that? Where is this? And then she's got Tim on the other side helping her to keep busy. And Tim keeps her busy. She keeps him busy. And they go back and forth. And she's got grandkids. You know what that does? That keeps you busy. You can't get idle. Brother, if you're idle, you know what you need to do is find something to get yourself unidle. 
You need to get working. Working is a good thing for it, man. Work. When you're young, you know what y'all do? You ought to work. Don't be a roofer. That's the wrong kind of work. That'll wear you out, and by the time you're 40 years old, you're like this. Don't do drywall either. That isn't a very good thing. 13, and with all, they learned to be idle. They learned. It's a learned thing. You learn to be idle. You learn to be lazy. Go to Proverbs 20. I don't like being lazy. I tell you what, I, I, uh, I don't get a lot done sometimes because I do, I do a whole lot of stuff, and, and I've learned every time you change jobs, uh, you got it, your whole set of tools change and your whole thought processes change. Uh, it's not, putting an air conditioner in is not the same as putting, uh, you know, a, a, a video system in. Two totally different things. You got to stop, change your thinking, move into a different area. Winning a soul is not as easy as, as just going out and telling somebody and, and they're going to get it. You, you read that prayer letter a few minutes ago. He's a, you know why we send missionaries over there? Is so they can spend time with a group of people over there and win them after a period of time. It isn't something that's going to happen. But you know, if you're idle, you, you, what you'll do is you'll sit there and pass out a gospel tract and think you did something. You did nothing. You did pass out a gospel tract. Holy Spirit get in, they read the gospel tract, down the road somewhere they get saved. That's a great thing. Uh, I had a guy tell me the other day, he goes, oh, I, uh, let me in your church, man. I'll teach you all how to soul win. No, I'll tell you how you soul win. You go find somebody and tell them about Jesus. Tell him what he's done for you. You need to listen to him. I got that. You need to listen. I go in jails. I listen. I use 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 3 and 4. Christ died for our sins. You ask somebody, are you a sinner? If they say no, then you know they got a problem with God. You back that thing up. Do you believe in God? If they don't, you got to get them to God before you can ever get them anywhere else. you got to get them to where they believe that they're a sinner toward God. He cries, well, you know, you, I don't use the Bible hardly at all. When I, I'm like, well, then I don't have nothing to say to you. Because everything i got is based around the Bible, and the Bible is what the Holy Spirit uses. He's not going to use nothing else. But you sit there, as you're reading through this thing, Proverbs 20, 20 verse 4, it says, the sluggard, man, I tell you what, you know why you ain't got food in your refrigerator? You're a sluggard. Uh, If you got food in your refrigerator, you know why you don't have it on the table? You're a sluggard. You ain't cooking it. Well, somebody else should cook it. No, man, learn how to cook. It's, It's easy to do. Uh, we got them stupid. This thing right here, man, is, I mean, it's, this thing is, this has destroyed our country. I, I watched, I went into a Honda dealer today, me and my wife. Some of the strangest people in the whole wide world buy Hondas. I'm sure they buy Fords too, but I was in a Honda dealer. And I'm sitting here going, these people are weird. They're weird. I said, they come in weird. The guy came in dressed like a girl. I'm like, and, and he's bulked out. I'm like, I'm looking like, <laughs> you got this thing like wrapped around you like you're some feminine, but a girl dressed like that, it looks like that, we call it a diet, diet. no, I can't say it, we'd call her something else. <laughs> Why would you look like that? And Beth, and hair kind of, Beth goes, did you see that queer over there? <laughs> I said, no, I wasn't trying to pay attention. And then this other lady walks by. She's trying to look like Joanna Gaines. And, and this is what my wife told me. She goes, I don't know. I'm sitting here listening to her. And I'm trying to not look at anything and keep my mind where it's at and on the table and everywhere else. And, and because everything around me is crazy except the coffee pot. That's cool because they got, do got a curd and you can get dark coffee. That was all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, she goes, did you see that lady? I said, no, I'm not looking, Beth. I'm not looking. You want me to look? No, you're looking. I'm going to hit you. But why do they have to dress like that? 
Like what? Like Joanna Gaines. Why do they have to look like that? The hair's like that. No clothes on. She's got her husband's T-shirt on. And I'm sitting there going, this place is crazy, man. Get me out of here quick. I said, I, I, I like driving down the road. You don't drive down the road and you just listen to Alexander Scorby on your radio and it's, it's okay. Everything else you listen to is insane. The, the world's crazy. Idleness. Idle. You know what's wrong with the world? It's idle. We're always listening for something else. I've got to worry about some tornado crawl, some tornado out. In, uh, who cares about a tornado? Honestly, who cares about a tornado that happens out in? And who, where, who, who cares where it happens? If it didn't blow your house away, why would you care? A hundred years ago, you'd never know about none of that stuff anyways. What we've done is we've got so much stuff that now we're starting to think about. You have to stop doing everything you can to worry about what's going on everywhere that means absolutely nothing to you or me. Idleness. Idleness. Learning to be lazy. This guy's a sluggard. He said, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Well, then you'll starve. No, you won't. You'll go stand on the corner with a sign, we'll work for food. Therefore, shall he beg and harvest. There you go. And have nothing. I hate helping people that don't go out and work. If somebody goes out and works and they're doing everything they can to make ends meet, I don't mind helping them at all. People that have dogs and cats, you love dogs and cats, fine. Then you better get a job to take care of your dogs and cats. Don't ask me to take care of your dogs and cats when you ain't got no money. I have an issue with that. If you smoke and drink, fine. You smoke and drink, do it. No, I ain't going to say it's fine because it is wrong. But I got the verses for it too, by the way, if you want it. Uh, what? No, you're not. Your body is a temple. The Holy Ghost was in you. You have God and you're not your own. You're bought with a price. So you're, your body is a temple and, and you shouldn't defile the temple. I got that. But if you want to do those things and you want to go out and get a job and pay for it, then go do it. Don't ask me to give you money to do it. I hate to see a guy standing on the side of the road, all these McDonald bags and he's smoking a cigarette and got a dog. And we'll work for food. No, starve. You can starve. People say, you're so mean. No, I'm not mean. He's a sluggard. You know what that is? Too much time. You can go out and get a job at McDonald's, work there for six weeks after you hate it. Then, then you'll get another job. But keep that one until you get the other one. And then move from there to there to there to there. And after a while, you know what you'll do? You'll move right up and you'll be okay. And you won't be a sluggard no more. Go back to this, uh, Timothy. Man, I better shut up. I'll never get through this thing. It all boils down to idleness. Idleness. Idleness will kill you. Get busy, man. Get busy about some stuff. Find out what you like to do and go do it. And then when you find out you don't like to do that, then don't do it. Esther, man, Esther is a blessing. She's finally getting right. She come up to me. She come in the house and she's looking for another job. Maybe. And she goes, Dad, I'm looking for another job. I said, okay. She goes, I didn't want to tell you. I said, why? She goes, because I knew you'd say I told you so. She said, I was going to wait till I get the job. Then I'll tell you that. Then you can tell me you told me so. I said, I would tell you I told you so no matter what. But you know what I realized is watching her go through, and anybody else, I've watched other people do I'm learning how to shut up. You need to learn something. I would rather you do this, 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 and find out what you want to do and then do that with all you got than to sit there and absolutely do nothing. Because you have to learn. What she had to do was go through a whole series of things to learn some things, and she needs to learn them. She did. Back in 1 Timothy chapter 5, it says, talking about widows, and with all they learn to be idle. What happens when you learn to be idle? You start wandering around. 2 Timothy 3, go to 2 Timothy 3. Man, I tell you what, this is a great verse here. 3 verse 7. Ah, man, go to 5. 5, 5 is, we'll start at 5. Wow, man, we got to start Three chapter, one, chapter 3, verse 1. 
This know also that in the last day, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers. I've seen that at haunted. <laughs> Man, men shall be. A Corvette was $90,000. Who in their right mind would buy a 90? Oh, I guess if you're Donald Trump, you would do that. I mean, what's $90,000 to you anyways? Ninety grand, man. I just, I just couldn't believe it. It looked, it's a nice car, though. I mean, I wouldn't mind driving it once or twice, but I don't. I ain't gonna spend ninety thousand. But for men, shall be lover. Of the, that's you gotta love your own self to get something like that. Uh, if you got one, don't, don't take it personally. Uh, men, for men, shall be lovers of their own selves. You know what's wrong with a queer? They got too much stinking time on their hand, and they go working out all the time. And the next thing you know, if you work out, here's, here's I'm, I'm, boy, this is gonna quiet everything down. If you work out, then all of a sudden you look in the mirror like this. Ladies do the same thing. They all, women do it at home, man. I, got, I, I had to put three tri-mirrors in all the bathrooms because the, they had to fold the mirrors out so they could see they're everywhere. Like this. Here I am over trying to shave my face. Got blood all over me because I'm messing everything up. And Beth steals my mirrors so she can do her hair. She don't care about me bleeding all over the place. She's just still... But that's what happens. You start getting idle, idle time and then you have to fill it with something else. Have you ever thought about filling it with work and, and overtime and making more money or a second job? It'll keep you out of busy. It'll keep you out of trouble, and you make more money that way. How about kids, moms? You know, you say you're not a mom. I, uh, I can't wait till Michaela has her baby. Her whole life is going to change. And Travis's life is going to change, too. <laughs> it's already changing. You know what I realized? I, me and Travis was talking here recently, and he, go, he started telling me some things, and he's looking. You know what he's done? He stops and, man... I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> I, I got to have insurance. I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have this. Cars, all this. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. I was already 32 before I ever got married. Uh, how old was I when we had the first kid? 33, 34? 29, 30. So I was 34. So I was already pretty much established. Had a cars, had money, had a, this, not a whole lot, but had some. I had insurance, had all this stuff. But, man, you see somebody, you know what all of a sudden you realize? i got to get all this stuff, and i got to do this. You know what it does? It takes your time. And pretty soon you, you no longer can be idle. It removes you from being idle. God did that for a reason. He didn't make transgender people so that they could have babies. And they don't need the other side. They need both sides. Only one time did he not need the other side. That was Jesus. But any other time, you know what it is? So you can work together to take up your time in life so you don't get it. It keeps you out of trouble. Wanderers. Oh, man, I tell you what, this thing goes on. I, I, better, I better stop. <laughs> Wanderers, 2 Timothy 3.6. Stay in 3.1. For this note, also, if you don't know you're in perilous times, you've got a problem. <laughs> I'm telling you what. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. Where we're in the last days. I don't know when the last days are going to be, but, man, we're getting closer and closer and closer. Beth asked me on the way over here. We got rid of the other van, got the new van out there. She goes, now are we going to keep this van? I said, we're going to keep this van to the rapture. And if the rapture don't happen, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do when this wears out. I said, we'll worry out there. But we're planning. We're planning. This will be the last van to the rapture. Well, we planned on that with the last van, but that wasn't that. And we planned on that with the van before that, but that didn't happen either. But I'm planning that this one's it. And if, if the rapture occurs, so y'all can have it, or whoever's here left can have it. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous. All they care about is themselves. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, ungodly, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. 
you know what people do? They'll hate you for you doing the right thing. We are so far from where we need to be in this world. So far. I mean, there is no returning. There is no returning. You can hang it up. It ain't going to happen. Uh, there may be some small revivals here and there, and you may see people get saved. That's great. But we are so far from this thing, family members, relatives, all kinds of stuff going to, it's a mess. It, it's not going to come back. Uh, they're going to get mad at you when you do the right thing. My mom told me I was crazy for, for 30 years raising my kids. I'm insane. I'm out of my mind. I'm crazy. I'm, my brother just cussed me out one side up and down the other because I'm Teflon Mike. Goody, goody two shoes. Everything works out good for you. Dad, 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 dad. Look, man, I'm just trying to get through the day. That's all I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to do what the Bible tells me to do and what I feel like the Lord wants me to do. And, and if you want to do what you want to do, fine, go do what you want to do. I just want to do what God wants to do. You know people get mad at you for that? You see in the Bible what God wants you to do, and they don't see it, and you do what God says for you to do. You know what really gets you? I'll tell you what really. When he puts you in a position of, of authority where you starting to, he uses you to do something, People will get mad at you because God's using you, and the Lord will show you stuff that he don't show other people, and you try to keep people out of trouble. You know what my whole job is in life? Is to try to keep you on path so that you don't, I, don't, I can't tell you what to do in your families. I can't tell you what to do in your life. Jake is back here. He's, he's doing all okay. He just got back, man. You know what? Go away. That, he said something to me the other day, which is great. Military people see this all the time. Most people don't see like a military. He got shipped to Jordan for how long? A year and a couple months? You know what he did? He knew what he misses. He knew what he's lost. And then when he came back, he's sitting back here crying. They're up here singing, and he's back here crying. And they're up here singing, and he's back here crying. You know why? Because he hadn't had that for a year and two months. I'd go out on a ship for six months, and I'd leave that stuff, and you, all of a sudden you realize what you just lost, what God gave you and then what you just lost. He goes on. Having, verse 5, having a form of godliness. There's a lot of people who have a form of godliness. But there's methods you can check this thing out to see what they're doing. Form of godliness, but denying such power, uh, the power thereof. From such, turn away. That means get away from them. Go away. Well, I don't no. He said get away. You know, why, you know why they're doing what they're doing? They're idle. I have found out that people that are doing something for the Lord don't really care what I'm doing. They ain't got time to care what I'm doing because they're doing what God wants them to do. Brother Tom talked about that Sunday night. He was working in the jail all the time, man, night and day, night and day, working a job all day long, and he got a family. Did that pretty much take up all your time? You ain't got no time to breathe after that. And then he gets cancer on top of that. Then he has to figure out, hey, I got to slow some of this stuff down. And the Lord says, yeah, brother. <laughs> you know, sometimes we'll take it to this degree over here. I told Beth, I said, man, I need to get back to some spiritual stuff. I feel like I'm not doing anything spiritual. I want to do something spiritual. And the Lord says, like what? Keep, keep a bunch of sheep together, maybe? Oh, well, that, you know, Lord, you know what I think is spiritual. You know, a street preacher, passing out tracks, winning souls. He goes, but what's if it's what I want you to do? You know what spirituality is? Is doing what God says do. You know how you're going to find that out? In this book, you, you got to spend time with the thing somehow. you got to spend time. He says, having a form of godliness. Never have a form of godliness. Have it. But denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Verse 6, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, uh, and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with divers' lust, ever learning, never able to come to the, the knowledge of truth, 
And then he talks about Janus and Jambres, which are the two guys that threw down their little, their little uh, sticks when Moses walked in. And he threw the sticks down, and they did it. They were Egyptian uh, uh, Pharaoh's guys, the magician magis. And Moses, you know what they did? They're idle. Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing. He called people in. He said, look, he said, I know y'all can't tell me my dream. I'm not going to tell you my dream. If you're really who you say you are, you should be able to tell me my dream and then give me the interpretation. And if you can't, I'm going to kill every one of you. You know, Nebuchadnezzar, God, when he really got down, he said, all these people in my kingdom are using me. And they're just idle all day long. And they come in and they try to act like they're godly. But when the, when the rubber meets the road, there has to be, you shall know them by their works. There's going to be something that's going to be, you know what happened? Daniel walks in. He goes, why is the king so upset? Well, because he had a nightmare and, and he couldn't get no sleep. And you know how he is when he can't get no sleep. He gets all upset. Now he wants to kill everybody because he wants somebody telling the dream and he doesn't forgot the dream. And Daniel goes, oh, okay, I got that. That's pretty cool, man. I know somebody who can do that. My Lord can do that. Can't, yeah, he said, let him give me some prayer, fasting. Comes into the king, gives him the dream. And guess what? He gives it, boom, boom, boom. Daniel did it. All the rest of those were, they looked, they had a form, but it wasn't real. You got to watch people who come in and always think that they know stuff. There, there'll be a proof is in the pudding. We have a camp up there. We have 200. Now, I'm telling you, all of us are involved in that thing. Uh, but, but Brother Joe leads that thing up there. And I, I stepped back this year. I stepped back completely. Almost uh, just in the background, 100%, let him run the thing. Let him do it. You don't need two heads up there. It becomes a, a dragon, a serpent at that point. It becomes a dragon or a, a demon or something. I'm not going to be that. Let him do it. I can give him anything. I can back him up. Brother, you know what that is? That's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years of work of us and then more behind him to get, that, to get 200 people together and, and to have them come consistently. You know how many pastors called me and said, Mike, are you behind this thing? If you're not behind it, I'm not coming. Is Anchor Baptist Church behind this? Yes. And now it's starting to build up. But I'm telling you, brother, you know what God's looking for? He's looking for a couple of people who's out there just scraping the ground, trying to pick up a few things here and there, and trying to do something for him, not being idle. You know what's wrong with most people? They're idle. You're mad about somebody doing something and you're not doing it. Have you ever thought about it? Why don't you try doing it? Why don't you try to do it? Say, okay, Lord, I like Paul, man. He says, Lord, first thing out of his mouth, man, the guy's killing Christians. What would you have me do? <laughs> He's looking for something to do. I mean, day one, minute one, what are you doing? He goes on. Wandering. They wonder. Second Timothy. They just wander about, man, from house to house. You know what people are doing? They're wandering out there trying to get into trouble. And they're trying to get other people into trouble, too. Don't let them get you in trouble. Back to Timothy. Second Timothy. Or, yeah, uh, First Timothy, chapter 5. Man, I'm going to stop. It's already 8 one. I'll stop. Tattlers. Oh, I hate tattlers. They just blah, 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 blah. They just talk, man. They just, they're, they're just talking all the time. Uh, this thing's the most dangerous thing in the whole wide world. Facebook, TwitFace, all that other stuff, Twitter. I'm glad Elon Musk got out of that thing or is trying to get out of that thing. They're trying to sue him. Uh, whatever. I don't know what the whole story is behind it. I don't know why he wanted it in. I don't know why he wanted it out of it. However, comma, this thing right here, nobody needs to know what you think about anybody else. As a matter of fact, do you really want the Lord? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Before you start saying something about somebody else, have you said, well, Lord, 
would you judge the, the same thing in me first? I mean, if I'm going to sit there and say this about so-and-so, uh, is there anything in my, and don't be telling me there ain't nothing in your life. That you, aren't you glad God's hid some stuff in your life? Well, I'm sure glad he's hid a ton of stuff in my life. My life, I, I, I would not even want, you wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't even want to see my life on a screen up here. Uh, I, I'm amazed, I'm amazed how many people cannot get, well, we sold that car today. I'll stop right here. I'll, I can pick this up later. This lady, she was 30, how old was she? 30 something? 27. 27. She was, I asked her, I said, hey, ma'am, how long have you been working here at Honda as a used car salesman? <laughs> and she goes, um, six months. I said, oh, yeah. She said, yeah, I, was, I, I did um, uh, property management before that. That means she worked in uh, apartment complexes. I said, do you like it? She said, no. She said, why? She goes, they're nuts. They're crazy. They're all crazy. They're all insane. He said, you can't make none of them happy. He said, no matter what you do, they're all a 27-year-old girl. She, then she goes, I was raised out in, and she mentioned some place. I have never even heard of the place. I don't even know if it exists in America. But it's some place where there's like cornfields. That's all that's out there is cornfields. That's where she was at. She goes, I never had none of this stuff happen to me out there. And I come here, and she said, after six years, I'm done with people. She said, they are insane. A 27-year-old girl. I said, man, I, I got some guys you need to meet. <laughs> I said, well, you, you need to come to church, man. I, I, she's going to come back over and talk to me about my truck, and maybe I can get her into church. I'm telling you what, for a young lady to have that insight at 27 years old, is um, she would rather sell used cars and cheat people out of their money than to deal with people at a hotel, I mean, at an apartment complex. Brethren, wanderers, he says right there in verse 13, he goes, and with all they learn to be idle. It's a learned thing. Once you learn to be idle, you start wandering about from house to house. Somebody is idle, wandering about house to house, uh, and not only idle, but tattlers. They're just talking about other people. And most of the time when you start talking about other people, you, you blurt it out here, and the problem with this thing is it goes out and you can never recover it. It's out to everybody. Uh, I hate doing anything to anybody. I just soon let it go. I, uh, Brother Joe says sometimes, he goes, man, you got too much grace. Because I know what we all are. But there are just some things in life that when we do wrong, it's going to cost you. And sometimes what happens is the devil stuck something in our hands that makes it so easy for us just to blurt our feelings out. And now the whole world sees it. And you're not going to recover that. It's not going to come back. Uh, you can get up in front of the church, you can get up in front of everybody, and you can apologize all day long. But that thing is out there, and everybody's going to see it. It's just not going to come back. Tattlers, wandering, tattlers, and busybodies. A busybody is a meddler or a prying into somebody else's business that you shouldn't even be in. i got enough problems of my own. I don't need yours, really, honestly. Uh, and, and when I'm thinking I'm just about okay, the Lord puts my mom in my life. And now i got her problems. And I really don't want her problems either. And, and you sit there and people say, well, but she's my mom. So I got to, you know, it says honor your mother and father. And you, it's like, I, I got like three or four verses for that stuff. So I got to kind of do it. She says, you hate me. I said, I don't hate you. I'm just going to treat you like a little baby. I said, you need to walk. 
or go be go let them go stick you in a nursing home somewhere and, and spoon feed you for the rest of your life, whichever one you want. You just tell me which one. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for you. I'm on your side. I'll do whatever you want. And Beth goes over there, and she walks her all over the place, and she's going to go over there twice a day. We're trying to get her back home, back to where she can take care of herself. And, brother, I'm telling you what, if you do what you're supposed to do in a day's, you won't be idle. You know what the problem with America today? We're idle. Idle. That's what Pharaoh said. I said that last Wednesday. Idle. They're idle. They're starting to think about doing other things. They're idle. Idle. Are you idle tonight? Idleness will kill you. You'll hear people complain about working. You ought to thank God. If you've got a job that makes you work overtime, you ought to thank God for it. You know what I'll do? Keep you out of trouble. Do the best. You want a testimony? I'm going to give you a testimony. I'm going to give you an opportunity to succeed. Do the best you can where you're at. The Lord is watching. He's watching everything you're doing. And you do the best you can where you're at. You'll make your bosses happy, even if they hate you. They will, they will eventually. My captain on the ship, when, I, when they tried to make me do that chief's exam or chief's initiation, it's the wickedest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I learned a lot about the good old boys club right then and there. My eyeballs went like this, man. I said, I, I, I never even thought nothing about it, but it, went, it took me 10 years to figure that out. I was so enthralled with the Navy. Did you ever know I was in the Navy? Uh, I was so enthralled with the Navy that I never saw that. I mean, it was like, I'm in the Navy. Ah, oh, yes, the Navy, I've arrived. And everything was going perfect until then. And then all of a sudden they said, you had to do this. Well, I had everybody on that ship all the way up to full bird 06 on my back for four months. On my back. And I refused to do what they said. I done chunked it. I said, I'm out of here. I done settled my heart. My Navy career's done. I'm finished. I'm done. I left that ship. The captain called me to stateroom. When I walked in the door, that man looked at me and said, Mike, he said, you are the best ET I've ever seen or ever heard of in my life. That's full, a full bird 06 said that to me. That's not bragging. That's fact. Then he goes, however, he said, I tried to crush you for the last four months. I did everything on the ship with every officer I had to crush you, just like they're doing to Donald Trump. I like, that's why I like Donald Trump. I mean, he's hanging in there, man. He's got a lot of money. He don't really care, but he's hanging in there. I like it. I like it, man. I just like it when somebody stands up against the status quo. When the status quo is wrong. And the captain looked at me and said, but these last four months, you were better than the other two and a half years you was on his ship. Two years later, that man got saved. Don't tell me your job don't count. And don't tell me your testimony don't matter. If you're working someplace and God's given you a job to do and you do a lousy job, shame on you. You're idle. And guess what? You're going to start wondering. You're going to do other. I like Brother Joe over here, man. Joe, how old are you, brothers? 74. And he's still driving a car, delivering parts. He's out working 10 young people easy. He's got heart issues, got everything. And he's, all, he's driving parts all over the place, man. He should be retired a long time ago. He is not my, my mentor. I don't want nothing to do with him. <laughs> I don't want to work no more like he's working. But you know what? When a guy 74 years old works like that, that's a testimony. I've walked into his business up there, up, up in, and, and they know him. Now, are they all flocking to church? No, but they don't flock to church anywhere, but he has a testimony there. You ought to do the best you can while you're there. I don't care how old you are. You ought to do the best you can. The best. You ought to be the best of the best of the best of the best. 
And when the Lord is ready, guess what? He'll open that door wherever you're at and he'll take care of your problem anytime. But if you're idle, he won't do a thing for you. Americans are idle. We're idle. And we sit down and that's why nobody get a job. That's why they're all out on the sides of roads doing absolutely nothing. That's why they're on welfare. That's why they're on unemployment. Unemployment's good. I, took, I, got unemployment. I finally got an unemployment of 62 years. I couldn't believe it, man. I got unemployment. I'm like, this is cool. Well, it's probably before that. I got unemployment. Six months, and then they cut me off. Some of these other yahoos got it for four or five years. I was still trying to figure out how they got it for four or five years. I only got it for six months. But once in my life, I got an unemployment. That's what it's there for. But to live on that stuff all the time and welfare and everything else, there is way too many jobs out there. It's because you're idle. Well, I ain't got the training. Get it. Start at McDonald's. Do something, man. Pick up 10 cans on the side of the road. Take it to this. I have more. I've sat down there and watched a guy going down the road with a cart he stole from Kroger's and <laughs> filling, filling metal in it, and he's taking it to the scrapyard. I've stopped on the side of the road while I'm taking stuff to the scrapyard and gave him my scrap. I could have made a few bucks, but I'd rather give him my scrap and let him wheel it down the road to the scrapyard. At least he's working in the process. And he's getting money for it that he's going to buy drugs with, probably, or something, cigarettes or alcohol or whatever. But at least he's working. I don't mind helping somebody like that. Bam, do you see somebody sitting on the road? We'll work for food. And then they flip their sign over. We'll not work for food. We'll work for food. We'll not. We'll, uh, that's, it's, it's idleness. Idleness. We, don't be idle. God does not use someone that's idle. You know what he's always looking for? Somebody who's doing something. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, uh, I pray that you be with the prayer service. Lord, be with those that uh, be with Brother George. Uh, Lord, uh, Brother Rich and Shelly. Shelly's out tonight because she's sick with COVID. Lord, there's a couple other people that have COVID or, or they're sick. Brother Paul's out. Uh, George and Linda's out. Uh, Lord, uh, Brother Paul's got some rib issues. Lord, I pray that you'd uh, touch him and heal him up. Got, got several uh, health issues, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd watch over our little church, Lord, uh, and uh, be with the Shella Bargers, Lord. What a blessing. It was seeing Bobby there uh, Tuesday, Lord, and, and Lord, she really looks good, and uh, she had a good heart and good spirit, and she knew where her husband's at. Thank you for Brother Dan, the testimony he had, Lord. Uh, he had a really good testimony, and Father, he, uh, all through his life, it, people could probably pick things out here and there, but uh, when it was all said and done, Lord, he knew exactly where he was going to go when he is gone, and, and Lord, he helped people along the way, and Lord, uh, the man was an idol his whole life. Thank you for just testimony of our elders. Uh, Lord, help us to always uh, look at those. Lord, you gave us people to look at, to help, uh, to get us through this life. And Lord, help us to see those people. And, and Lord, those in this world that are always trying to tear down everything you set up, Lord, I just pray that you'd uh, reveal that to us so we could see it. And Lord, just thank you for all you've done tonight. Thank you for a church to come to, uh, be with the prayer service, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and Joe is an exception to the rule. Uh, usually I make people come up here and then people say, well, he makes you always wear suits and ties. Look at that. He don't have a suit tie on. But there is always an exception to the rule. And uh, if you're not idle and you're working, you can have an exception too. <laughs>